I'm Rebecca, and we are Mama Bear Apologetics. We're just two gals talking about life's big questions from a biblical worldview. Because when it comes to the battle of ideas, we need to be able to say, mess with my kids and I will demolish your arguments. You mess, I demolish. Got it? Capiche? (laughs) (laughs) Rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. This might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Okay, welcome back to the Mama Bear Podcast. I'm Hillary. And I'm Rebecca. (laughs) And so during the last podcast, we have been giving kind of an introduction to Jonathan Edwards. And so I'll do a quick recap of who Jonathan Edwards was. Uh, He was a revivalist preacher back in the 18th century, and he was was a Puritan. So one of the, the trademarks of your Puritan is they saw a lot of the evils that were going on in the church and especially Mm. like maybe the church in England because they were over here in the States. This is right after we had come over from England. So they saw a lot of the church abuses and they really wanted, they wanted to go back to scripture and basically anything that wasn't in scripture, just toss it, go straight back to scripture, which, Mm -hmm. which I can respect. And they really placed a high value on being separate in terms of Sinful behaviors. Yeah, mm-hmm. very holy, very righteous. So they they would be what we would consider a modern-day legalist. However, I really think that a legalist is determined not by how much you war against sin, but really where your heart is when you're doing it. If, you're, if you think that you're saving yourself through this yes. legalism, yeah. that's legalism. But yeah. if this really is a sincere desire to be holy and pure... I mean, again, we can look at two people doing the exact same thing. One of them has a pure heart before God and the other one doesn't, which and is why. God knows. Only God knows. Only God knows. Yeah. Exactly. And this is why we're not the ones that are judging. Thank, <laughs> thank goodness that's not our job. As no. my friend, um, uh, what is it, Janet says, not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase. We talked a little bit about how uh, Edwards is known for sinners in the hands of an angry God, and I kind of read a passage from that that really shows that he understood sin. And so as Rebecca and I were reading these resolutions, I think we both kind of had the same reaction that there was part of us that was just completely repulsed by it. But mm-hmm. I think that there was a part of us that recognized the value mm-hmm. at the same time. And that's really what the whole chew and spit process is, is recognizing that there's going to be a mixture of, of kind of repulsion and, mm-hmm. and beauty and things. And so I think you got a much better appreciation after kind of seeing where his heart was and understanding sin. I think you got a better appreciation of these resolutions mm-hmm. after talking about kind of the historicity of it. Yeah. So the original language, I will have a link on the website to the original. What I did is I kind of rewrote this um, in kind of more everyday kind of conversational language, I'll say. Hmm. And so I think it's it's healthy for us to just be aware because this is such a, a, I think, an important work that he did, the resolutions of Jonathan Edwards. He was so influential on the early, on our, on American Christianity. Yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. The Great Awakening. I mean, he was absolutely a central figure. So it's one of those things where I think it's worth reading just so that you're aware of what they say, even if you don't agree with everything, even if some of them you're like, wow, this guy needs to like... He's not, he's not really fun at parties. <laughs> no, he is not the conversationalist. But see, that's the thing is he might, he might have been. He might have been one of the most gentle and wonderful people. Um, you know, we're only getting a snippet here. You know, people yeah. are so much more complex. I yeah, think we talked about Because there's like three time. or four of his resolutions that are all about basically 
being positive in speech and always speaking well mm-hmm. and then other things where he's like oh you're like just chill you need you need to chill <laughs> <laughs> i think i read this and i i, I see something that like some kind of obsessiveness that that I have (laughs) and And so um, I I don't like it because it's me and and but then (laughs) but then but this is a maybe more healthy and so it's it's good to to read it and and look at it I I have to wonder though golly I mean like because like I said there's a there's a guy who did his thesis on Jonathan Edwards about his home life and I really look forward to reading it and I'll I'll post that a link Mm -hmm. to that on the website as well Mm -hmm. but I just read this and I got to imagine his wife must have done everything. Like there is no way that someone could be taking care of a family and have time to think about all the stuff that he's thinking about. Unless he was a genius. <laughs> uh, it's possible. I mean, he, yeah. he graduated Yale with his master's at 19, so he's probably a little brighter than the average bear. <laughs> the average bear. <laughs> the average papa bear. <laughs> yeah, the average papa bear. There you go. Well, I read a little bit about his wife in the Wikipedia article, and mm. she sounds like she was just very godly and... Mm. Um, resourceful and oh i'm sure she was resourceful had a lot of energy <laughs> to she keep up with him maybe. Like, they had 11 yeah. kids too and it's Good like night. this guy not only thinks all day he thinks about his thoughts then he tries to see what he feels about what he thinks about his thoughts and then he tries to find the root cause from the feeling that he thought about his thoughts and at some point it's just exhausting <laughs> i can um, relate but I at think. the same time, yeah, I know. Seriously, I can't. Too. But my but husband, the, <laughs> anyway, he's like, oh, <laughs> you're, yeah, Lee sitting there going, you found your, you know, your your soul twin. <laughs> That's the um, pot on the kettle black there, <laughs> basically. But at the same time, it's like through some of his writing, I see that he understands sin. In fact, one of his mm. his resolutions is basically along the lines to live as if you've seen both the glory of heaven and the torments of hell. Wow. Hmm. And that right there, this list is done by a man who has focused on the glory of heaven and the torments of hell mm-hmm. and takes them very, very seriously. Yeah. So in that sense, I think well, it's really way, beautiful. In a way, it's like this, I mean, from our perspective, this world is a sort of, this is, well, I mean, we have the, the, the illusions of the, the wheat and the chaff. Mm-hmm. And... And that's happening here, right? And yeah. so the chaff, and if those are people, and the wheat, I mean, it's a process, and we're all in this process, this this soul building, and it's not easy. And what happens here does really matter. Um, yeah, it and, does. Well, yeah. So without any further ado, I've kind of lovingly titled this the best resolutions of all time ever. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, you can't get more thorough than this. There's There's no fluff in this, shall we say. Uh, So again, this is not the original language. I've updated it for our audience, but um, we will have a link to the original. So there are 70 resolutions. I will get through as many until (laughs) Rebecca and I feel like it's just getting Until we explode. (laughs) Until we explode, and then at which case I will just go over the ones. Until we just go off crying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then I might just give highlights. So uh, number one, knowing that glorifying God is the greatest good I can do for myself and mankind I resolve to do whatever I can to increase God's mm-hmm. glory, regardless of the time commitment or the difficulties it brings to me and my family. Wow. I think of that in countries where it really does bring difficulties. Yeah. Like Syria and, yeah. and Iraq and, and places mm-hmm. in the Middle East and in some parts of Africa. 
Yeah. So number two, I resolved to not wait for opportunities to present themselves, but rather invent ways to make the aforementioned glory happen. Number three, and this obviously is my language, resolve that when I utterly blow it in keeping these <laughs> resolutions, I'll look to my God, repent, and keep going. I, I didn't know when I read this that you had rewritten it. <laughs> so I went and looked it up because I was like, he said blow it. And he said zone out. You say zone out. And oh, you know, I figured it out quickly, but <laughs> I thought it was cute. Yep. Uh, number four, resolve to never do anything in body or soul that doesn't glorify God and resolve to try and surround myself with other people and with entertainment that seek to glorify God as well. That one I took some liberties on trying to really translate what he was talking about. Uh, number five, resolve to not waste time doing stuff that doesn't matter. Mm. I've got that one highlighted because that's probably something I could learn to do better. But we do need down. We do need downtime. We and do need so downtime. I, we, so. Like we talked um, with our mom guilt. Yes. We need rest, and God has given us rest, and so yeah. rest matters. Yes. So if you get confused about that, go back to the mom guilt webs <laughs> podcast if you start feeling anxious after this podcast. Number six, resolve to live with all my might while I do live. The guy was, I mean, just passionate about life. Mm -hmm. Seven, resolve to never do anything that I'd be ashamed to do if I knew I was about to die and stand face to face <laughs> with God. Wow. That one we should maybe send to kids in college. <laughs> we all need it. <laughs> yeah, we all do. I'm just going to say especially college kids. Yeah. Only temptations there. Number eight, resolve to think... I liked I liked his on this one, although, again, I rewarded it. Resolve to think and act as if I was the worst of sinners, no matter whose company I am in. No matter what any person I'm around has done, I'm resolved that any shortcomings in their character or behavior should just remind me how utterly forgiven I have been and remind me to be diligent in confessing my own sins to God. Resolve to remember that I am no better than anyone else. I wish he would have said also to, and allow that to enable me to extend healthy mercy, the right kind of mercy and forgiveness toward the person. Yeah. In my, that I'm in there, whose companies that I see their shortcomings, because I think that's something that's, it's important, especially when we need to extend forgiveness. Yeah. We're called on to forgive others as we have been forgiven. Yep. Yeah. If you were, I'm trying to remember if he had that in any of them, because I was trying so hard to kind of condense some of this stuff, because it just kind of weaves around. Um, number nine, I like this one too, resolve to think about my own death, not because I'm morbid, but because it reminds me that my life on this earth is temporary. I'm resolved to live for eternity. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, number 10, resolve that when I have aches and pains to remember the persecuted church. Wow. Now, his, I his like was, that, actually. Yeah, I love that. His was talking about remembering martyrs and stuff, and so I kind of made that for us to remember the persecuted church. And I've got lots of aches and pains, so I'm like, you know what? That's an opportunity to pray each and every time. When we are suffering in any way, we remember those that suffer willingly um, for Christ. Yeah. I, I love that. Just it, to, to turn, because, you know, one of the most difficult things is when you are in physical pain, not to be self-focused. Yeah, it is. So, and I know this. I can say this experientially because just a few weeks ago, um, I got sick, and it's the first time I've been sick in a long time. And it was with some kind of virus, and mm. I was having a fever and, and such, and I was just in pain from it. Aww. And you become very self-focused, and you can become irritable. And <laughs> but to, to, to he's got a resolution for that too when you feel irritable. Uh, so you take that 
pain, and instead of using it to just focus on yourself, you remember to pray for others, especially those that are like like what we've heard about in other countries mm-hmm. and like yeah. China. They're being you know tortured and such. So even though he's thinking about himself a lot, a lot of the times his thoughts about himself are to remind him not to think about himself. Right. So I think you know need to point that I out. I love that. Resolve that when there is a theological mystery that presents itself to me, to not be complacent in my ignorance, but seek to understand what I don't understand. Mm. And that one comes absolutely coupled with number 12. uh, That resolve that if my learning and deep thoughts lead me to pride instead of worship, that I'll immediately repent. He actually goes so far as to say, basically, I'll stop, stop doing the learning, which I think he could say that because we know that he would know. I mean, the guy studied 14 hours a day. That probably wasn't going to happen. So he was just aware that this was possibly an idol. But so mm-hmm. I, I just didn't put that in our language just because I think for normal people, repenting would be fine. <laughs> it will <laughs> suffice. <laughs> Number 13, and I know you, you marked this one, resolve to be seeking people who need God's physical provision and to be an instrument of that provision. So that's that seeking to, to do charity. Because it really, we... And one of the things is I, I look back on that time when I was in the illegalistic church. We were a church that was very inward focused mm-hmm. and we were not outward focused at all. In fact, we were very critical of anything outside. And um, and I'm thankful for that time because I really, <laughs> there was a lot of work on my character that needed to be done. I, I went through the fire in that church and I'm, I'm thankful for it. But I, I see that be, if we had focused more on the outside, that would have helped with the health of the church. Yeah. Um, because it does take your mind off yourself. And there is something very, you know, it gives to you when you give to others. So. Yep. So number 14, resolve to never do anything out of revenge. Uh, number 15, you and I can hold on to this one. Resolve to not get emotional when dealing with irrational people. <laughs> Um, number 16 uh, and he's actually got this one a couple different times in different ways resolve to not speak badly about someone or bring down their reputation unless there is some real tangible necessary good that must come from it that's ask for wisdom on that (laughs) yeah he has a provision in a lot of these that you can tell requires wisdom number 17 resolve to live the way I project wishing that I had lived when I'm on my deathbed Hmm. Uh, 18, resolve to live in such a way that the gospel and eternity are always before my mind. (laughs) Number 19, resolve to never do anything that I'd be ashamed of if I knew Jesus was right about to come back. (laughs) Number 20, resolve to treat my body as God's temple when it comes to eating and drinking. He's got a couple in here that talks about that he was even aware of eating and drinking. Number 21, resolve to not do the things that I would negatively judge someone else for. Number 22, and this, is, this one was interesting. I had a really hard time translating this because he uses the word happiness because this one, it's almost worth reading the original language because it's so opposite of what we're getting used to right now. So um, I'll read the original language. Resolve to endeavor to obtain for myself as much happiness in the other world as I possibly can with all the power, might, vigor, vehemence, yea, violence I am capable of or can bring myself to exert in any way that can be thought of although i did just notice that he says as much happiness in the other world i missed that part so my translation i actually i might need to amend i said resolve to live a life that brings me joy and to pursue joyful living with every breath in my body but i'm realizing now that the original one is talking about the life to come 
I think so. there is some truth in what you wrote, though, is that mm-hmm. one of the worst testimonies for Christ are miserable Christians <laughs> that are that are mean and unhappy, yeah. that can't laugh, that don't mm-hmm. know how to have at least some kind of joke and joy. I mean, we, we need to be serious. but We he doesn't laugh on joyful. Sundays. That one's coming up. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. Aww. No. I should read the original language for that one, too. That was the one where I think I texted you. I'm like, this guy's a lot of fun at a party. Um, so number 23, resolve to do things which I might not normally do, but for God's glory. And if I find that I'm doing them for my own glory, go back to resolution number four. 24, resolve that when I really blow it big time to figure out what it was that led me to such an action. I am resolved to know myself, know my struggles, and know my weaknesses so that I can master them, not have them master me. I like that. Know yourself. I do too. Mm-hmm. I like, and I like my translation of that one a lot. And also get used to never being surprised. <laughs> because yeah, we yeah. will still, as much as you think you know yourself, you'll still surprise yourself. My, my friend uh, Bethany from high school, I'll give her a shout out. I remember her saying back then, if you ever think you're above any sin, you think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Wow. So, yeah, I love that. So, Bethany Harrison, that's for you. Uh, number 25, resolve to carefully observe what tempts me to mistrust God and his love and direct my energy to demolishing that stumbling block. I like that one. I mm-hmm. like that one, too. I've got that one highlighted. 26, resolve to remove from my life anything that causes me to doubt my assurance in Christ. Mm. Number 27, Resolved to not tell little lies of omission unless there is a God-honoring reason. If I ever feel like I have found a God-honoring reason, resolve to really, really examine my intentions to make sure that I'm not just looking for a loophole. Mm-hmm. Question <laughs> again, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that not one again is a <laughs> translation of what he said, but I think it's keeping with the spirit of what he said. Yeah. Resolve to be such a student of the word that it is clear at the be- at the end of each passing year that I know more at the end than I did at the beginning. Mm. 29. Ooh, I like this one. Resolved never to pray as if God doesn't hear an answer or confess as if God doesn't forgive. Hmm. I thought that one was one of the most beautiful I ones. I like those too. I like yeah. the first one, the 28, resolved to be a student of the word that is clear at the end of each passing year. Mm-hmm. I know much more at the end than I did at the beginning. That's a good kind of just general Yeah. Um, you know, Bible study. Usually at the beginning of the year, we're making new Bible study. That's when everyone mm-hmm. starts their Bible study regimen. But, <laughs> but but that's a good one to shoot for. It's not specific. It's general, but it's, yeah. it's attainable. It's good. Mm-hmm. 30. Resolve to every week strive for personal purity and closer walk with the Lord. That one's a very broad one. <laughs> broad. Well, it's big. It's a, <laughs> His wording is very different than this one. So again, I try to keep with the heart of it. It was, a, I think that one was a little confusing. Uh, number 31, resolve that knowledge of my own faults should bring forth speech that is gracious and loving to all, speaking to others how Ooh. I would like to be spoken to, resolve to test all my speech by this principle. This goes back to what you were saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> so this does show that he's trying to get that graciousness to come back out with his speech. He's got several here that are dedicated to speech. So, and a man who spoke for a living, I, I can imagine that the Lord was, you know, very clear that this is an area that you need to take, you know, captive. 32, resolve to be firmly faithful in my calling in life so that Proverbs 26, a faithful man who can find may not be said of me. Mm. Number 33, I like this one a lot too. Resolve to always seek to be an instrument of peace without seeking peace to the neglect of other virtues like truth. (laughs) That's good. 
his said it in much f more flowery way and I kind of cut through it and so I think this is what he was intending although it didn't hundred I might I'll, I'll read you the original one so you can tell me if you think that I translated that one well um, resolved always to do what I can towards making maintaining and establishing peace when it can be without overbalancing detriment in other respects mm -hmm. yeah so do you think yeah Okay, so yeah. I think I translated that. Where, where you're sort of kind of holding all the other virtues in a, in a good balance that you... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think so that. I thought the most obvious one that would be overbalanced there would be truth. 34, resolve that when I give talks, they will be pure, simple, and beautiful truths. Uh, 35, resolve that whenever I start doubting if I've done enough to set aside my own self-judgments, but still be able to truthfully answer to myself that I've been a good and mm -hmm. faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Not beat himself I, up, basically. Yeah. And just say, okay, this is what it is, and I'm going to move mm -hmm. on from here. Well, he, he's got a really interesting balance here that's, he says, you know, basically, yeah, don't beat myself up, but I want to live my, my life truthful. in such a way that I can, I can legitimately kind of argue on my behalf and defend myself to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, to say, no, I've done this and this and this. I have been a good and faithful servant. Because sometimes our brain wants to wants to beat us down, even if we have been good and faithful. Yeah. And then sometimes we haven't been, and we need to just change. But yeah. we spend so much time beating ourselves up, we never get anywhere. Right? Yeah. And so <laughs> That's an it's, excellent point. Yeah. I am speaking from experience with my own heart. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and claim that for me as well. Uh, 36, resolve to never speak badly about someone else unless there is a real reason and some good is to come from it. Again, he always has that loophole. Mm -hmm. uh, 37, resolve to take regular inventory to evaluate any areas of sin that I continue to struggle with. He goes so far as to basically be like, every single night, week, month, year, try to figure out your sin. I'm like, yeah, let's take it down a notch. You're at a 10. We need to need you to <laughs> sin. <laughs> He's intense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is very intense. Let's see, where was I? Um, oh, this one, I'll, I'll read you the original and mine. His original, I'm 38, this is the funny one. Resolve never to speak anything that is ridiculous or matter of laughter on the Lord's Day. <laughs> hmm. I'm like, that's no fun. So I just said, resolve that the Lord's Day is the Lord's Day, and I'll not talk about stupid things that don't matter on His day. To, to have a certain reverence on that yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Not to a be irreverent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You can be irreverent on Monday, but not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Monday, that's totally fine. Lots of laughter on Monday. Uh, 39, resolve that if I'm not 100% sure that something's not sin, that just not do it. That's, a good, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 40, resolve to regularly evaluate my food and drink choices. Again, mm. he's talking about always looking back. Taking care of himself, his physical. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 41, resolve to ask myself at the end of every day, week, month, and year, oh, I guess I copied this one straight over, wherein I could possibly in any respect have done better. This is the mm -hmm. one where I was like, good grief. Maybe I just didn't even bother to, to summarize that one. But basically, not only every night am I looking at if I've sinned, but it's also what I could have done better, which to me is getting to the point of where it's like a crushing weight. Mm -hmm. on you mm -hmm. but um but there's some people that you know at the beginning you might you might need this there's some people that that's probably a legitimate thing for a period of time they should evaluate a little themselves bit of Phariseism. like that Phariseism. yeah yeah mm -hmm. it is but again pharisaism is all about whether or not their heart really is seeking christ but right. these mm -hmm. are things that you can say to yourself but not necessarily say everybody needs to do this yeah 
Was this list private? I mean, did he publish this or was this private? He found That's a found good anything? question. Um, I'm going to actually look that up later because that would be an excellent question to, to answer. I'm assuming that he made it public because it's obviously very public, but I mean, there's no way to tell if that was done posthumously or not. Maybe it was in his journal, you know. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, number 42, resolve to frequently renew the commitment I made to God when I first discovered his love and forgiveness. Mm. 43, oh, I like this one a lot. Resolve to live each day as if I belong to God and not myself. <laughs> I think that one's important. Mm -hmm. uh, 44, because I, well, actually I want to go back to that because I think sometimes we drive ourselves into the ground in a way that we never would for an employee mm -hmm. uh, oh, or know. someone that was under us. And so part of living as if we belong to God isn't just, you know, not wasting time, but it's also not overworking and not treating ourselves badly. And just as women, I know, I especially, I'm really good with beating up on myself. I would yeah. never, t I would never speak to someone the way I speak to myself yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And, and so I think this one is particularly salient just because I need to speak to myself the way I would speak to someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it says that we're supposed to love others the way we love ourselves. I think sometimes as women, we need to remind ourselves to love ourselves the way we love others. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's why I like that one. Uh, 44, resolve that all my actions from the least to the greatest can be traced back to a sincere desire to love God and love others. Yeah, that's the two greatest commandments. There you go. Mm -hmm. 45, resolve to never allow any aspect of life, joy or grief, nor any hobbies or pursuits, except that it helps me to better love God and love others. And that's, that's where you can get, a, that's where you can, you know, depending on where you are, I mean, like I said, you know, before I had all this, this classical music conversation, uh, mm -hmm. uh, classical music um, collection, and I totally got rid of it. And it was a hobby. And it was one I loved because I loved beautiful music. And now mm -hmm. I can, it, it, it does help me better love God. Yeah. And just so you know, the original language, he uses the word religion. For, I think for both of these that he's he, I need to promote religion in this and so I just went back to scripture's definition of religion which is basically loving God and loving others okay. and that's why I put that definition in there okay I thought that would be more clear 46 resolve to be utterly re <laughs> resolve to be utterly respectful <laughs> of my parents and to not as much as roll my eyes at them or anyone else in the family wow that one was, was I was trying to did he have roll he has rolled my eyes Sort of. So here's what his original thing, I, and this one I, I, I was kind of getting towards the end, so I was going faster at this one. Resolve never to allow the least measure of any fretting uneasiness at my father or mother. Resolve to suffer no effects of it so much as in the least alteration of speech or motion of the eye, and to be especially careful of it with respect to any of our family. <sighs> yeah. So that was my best translation. <laughs> that is so good. And you know what? I am learning as an adult that honoring mother and father goes that on into adulthood. doesn't stop when we're, yeah, that doesn't end when we're 18. That Even when, when we are mothers and fathers, there is mm -hmm. a certain respect that we give to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, not always easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course not. I think I mentioned in my... My mom, my mom guilt one about how we're commanded to rest. And usually when we're commanded to do something, it means that it's not easy. That's just yeah. kind of. <sighs> God, when God has to tell us, it means it doesn't come naturally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 47. Resolve to avoid anything that does not foster sweetness, goodness, stillness, peace, contentment, compassion, generosity, humility, modesty, submissiveness, or diligence in me. 
48. Oh, I'm getting exhausted. <laughs> you got that all covered? You know, oh, you good yeah. There? 48. Resolve to take time out of my day and really evaluate the state of my heart as to whether or not I am truly about Christ or if I'm just pretending. 49. Resolve that no one will ever have grounds for calling me a fake Christian. So basically on his, he says, you know, basically refer to the one before. May that never be said of me. Mm. Number 50. Resolve to act in such a way that my actions here in this life are storing up for me the most good in the world to come. Mm. 51. Resolve to act in such a way that I can stand before God with a clean conscience saying I did my best. Uh, number 52, I often hear elderly people saying with regret how they wish they had lived. I resolve to use their regrets as my roadmap to how I will live in the present. Mm. 53, resolve to improve my surroundings wherever I go, to trust God fully, give myself to him fully, and confide in him fully. 54, resolve to choose my heroes carefully and seek to imitate those who are praised for their actions. Mm. <clears throat> number 55, Resolve to act, to act purposefully as if I have already seen both the splendor of heaven and the torments of hell. Wow. I'm surprised I didn't highlight that one. That one should have been highlighted. 56 is one that's near and dear to my heart because these were actually in my wedding vows. Never to stop fighting against sin as long as I have breath to fight. Hmm. Again, this is, this is a guy who understands the ravages of sin. Yeah. The consequences uh, 50, of him, yeah. on him and others. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 57, this one's a good for moms, good one for moms. Resolve that when I feel fearful about the future, to calmly assess whether, to calmly assess what is and what is not in my control. Mm. Resolve to take power over the things in my control and leave the rest to God. Mm -hmm. Number 58, resolve to not only refrain from negative and critical mm. speech, but seek to bring positively positivity, love, and cheerfulness. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I could use that one probably written on my mirror. <laughs> mm -hmm, me too. Uh, me too. Especially even inward thoughts and such. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, you'll like this one. This one's a great one for, um, and I like my rewording on this one. 59, resolve that when I can tell that I'm in a bad mood <laughs> to purposefully choose to act as if I weren't, mm -hmm. unless it's one of those times where being authentic is more important than being cheerful. Hmm. So that one, that one, I'll read the original of that one because that, that took me a while to, to get that. But it says, Resolved when I am most conscious of provocations to ill nature and anger that I will strive most to feel and act good-naturedly, yea, at such times to manifest good nature, though I think that in other respects it would be disadvantageous and so as would be imprudent at other times. I guess there's a time for anger, right? Yeah. But we need the wisdom to know when to really mm -hmm. show it and... And when to suppress it yeah. and and be uh, be of good cheer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I like that. That's good. Yeah, I really like so, that. So, one excellent. Well. so those the la those past four were in your wedding vows. Uh, no, just the the one about um, to never stop fighting oh, against okay. sin as long as I have breath to fight. Number sixty. Resolve that when I can tell my emotions are getting out of control, to be self reflective and see if there's anything I've missed in myself. <laughs> and I think that's good. Not only just focusing on sin, but sometimes um, the entertainment or the media that we're allowing into our world, or even as much as if you get really stressed, I'll raise my hand on this person by uh, taking in too much news, especially a oh lot of the really goodness, negative yes. news. Mm -hmm. And I, I see it affecting me. Yeah, so I'm trying to be more self-reflective of, 
you know, what if I'm seeing my emotions getting out of control, there's probably things that are in my control that I can do to help that. So that's kind of what the spirit of number 60 is, I think. <laughs> 61, resolve that when I find myself zoning out and forgetting who I am in Christ, to fight the pull towards apathy and snap out of it. Mm -hmm. 62, resolve to busy myself with the calling God has on my life and to do so willingly and cheerfully in accordance with Ephesians 6, 6 through 8. Uh, number 63, we actually might make it through all of these. Resolve to follow Christ to the fullest, even if I am the only person in the world who does. Hmm. 64, ooh, you'll like this one. When I find myself longing for goodness and beauty, which I cannot find in this world, to recognize that these longings are for heaven, and I should openly seek and promote these virtues, no matter how silly it sounds to other people. Hmm. I love that. That's the argument from desire hmm. there. It is, our, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 65, uh, resolve to be utterly transparent before God and man, including my sins, temptations, difficulties, hurts, fears, hopes, and desires. Mm -hmm. 66. Resolve to always be gentle unless the situation calls for a mama bear. Oh, <laughs> he knew about mama bears. <laughs> That's your I actually, <laughs> I was a little bit confused on this one. I had to look up because his, his wording is really strange. Um, it says, resolve that I will endeavor always to keep a benign aspect. And so, and then some other, uh, some other versions of this say like, except for in some cases. So I was like, benign aspect, what exactly does that mean? So I think that means gentle, but I can't say a hundred percent that that's mm -hmm. a good translation. Mm -hmm. I still think it's good advice, even if it's not a perfect translation. Mm -hmm. Number 67. And I like this one as well. Resolve that when I go through hardships to always look for the good that God is doing in me and through me by means of whatever suffering I'm experiencing. Uh, 68, resolve to be completely honest before God, confessing my sin, acknowledging my weakness, and asking for help. Uh, 69, resolve to always do the good that I admire in another. And number 70, in everything I say, let there always be some goodness. Mm. Or he says benevolence. Wow. <laughs> That's a tall order. <laughs> that is a very tall order. So... Mm. I think there's, these are kind of one of those things where you can probably find a couple of them uh, that really speak to you if there are things that you really struggle with. And I would, I would even encourage uh, the moms out there, I would say look at the original, uh, which I'll have a link to, look at the, the translation that I've done here, and maybe write out your own. Because so some of these, like, some of these might actually be a translation that aren't necessarily as perfectly translated for what he was saying as probably i'm sure that some of the things that i struggle with snuck their way in there because mm -hmm. i reworded it for me and i think that would be um really helpful if there's yeah. just things that you really want to constantly have before your mind and maybe write out a couple of them put them on note cards maybe put them on something have something that you read every morning when you get up you know you read you read your bible and you read these are the things that i, I need to you know be aware of and just I don't know. It has to be sprinkled with grace and it yeah. has to be completely enveloped in the heart of the father and not yeah. just the, the heart of, you know, if I do this or don't do that, that's what I'm supposed to do. So there, there has to be a lot of um, temperance, shall we say. Yeah, this is we don't do them to be acceptable to mm -mm, Christ absolutely. because we are acceptable in Christ and in Christ alone. It, but um, Exactly. But these are good things because these do... The, these enable us to be used of him more 
And, yeah. and they do ultimately. I mean, we were made for these things and, and we have greater joy in life. Yeah. And I think that they should be bringing joy yeah. ultimately. And if yeah. they're not, then, uh, you know, it's maybe you need to step back and reevaluate your, your heart and your motives. Yeah, and you're doing it in your own strength. And these this kind of list right here, uh, like I got kind of two images in my head. The first one was of someone who is more prone to cancer than other people that sometimes, like I think maybe someone who have genetic uh, variations mm-hmm. where they're prone to tumors and they know I have to eat a certain way. I have to have the lifestyle things that keep it. This is a man who understands the ravages of sin, which mm-hmm. is like a cancer that just eats away at you. The second picture that kind of came to mind is someone who's in training. Mm-hmm. If you think of someone who's training for the Olympics, this is probably the kinds of stuff of, they probably have a really similar list of, oh my goodness, you know, yeah, uh, you know, the things that they need to do for training, looking back at their mistakes, how can I train better tomorrow? And that right there is a very biblical concept because it, it talks is, oh golly, where is it? Is it Hebrews where it mm-hmm. talks about we run the run race? The race. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. read that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Paul talks about it too, that we beat our bodies, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, but um, it's the same way in ballet. I mean, we were so nitpicky in ballet um, mm-hmm. and, and. Are when we were, do, were doing, rehearsing something, you know, you, sometimes you could walk away feeling like it's never perfect, it's never right, because yeah. the, the person that's watching is constantly finding little things to nitpick. But you can, and, and but you train, and you work hard, and you push, and you're correcting the tiniest little things so that it's just right. And, but you're training your body. There's a time and a place for this, but again, I want to speak words of grace and i also want to pray words of grace as as we're closing out for anyone who this right here is putting a burden on them that is too heavy to bear that if if you are just at the end of your rope you know what put all that stuff away and just seek christ love christ read read scripture his yoke is easy his yoke is easy his burden is light and to allow him to mold you because a lot of this is there's a mystery in what part do we play in sanctification and what part does God play in sanctification. That yes. It's one of those both and things. And if you try to push yourself faster than what he's doing in you, you will be exhausted. But if you don't participate as well, you will never be molded into... You'll be into, miserable. <laughs> yeah, you will be miserable. You'll yeah. kind of, So it's like having that balance. So I'm just going to uh, take us out with a prayer of grace over the people who have listened that any... Um, I'll stop talking about the prayer. I'll just pray. (laughs) (laughs) Father God, Lord, we just pray for your spirit of grace to just supernaturally move through the internet right now or just (laughs) to go find the people who have just listened to this, Lord, that if anybody is tempted to feel beat down, if they're tempted to feel like they are just not good enough and they haven't done enough, Lord, I Mm -hmm. pray that your spirit of rest would come upon them and that they would... Mm -hmm remember the joy of being your your child lord the picture i just got in my head is the old picture of um of jfk lord uh where it was like in the the bay of pigs and him and a couple other guys are in the oval office and they're talking and you see this little pair of shoes little kid shoes down and maybe a little pair of feet sticking out from under the desk and it's like there's only one you know one person in the world who could be in the president's office with their shoes off and climbing <laughs> under the desk and that is his child and that's who we are before you. Uh, so, Father God, the ones who have been um, 
who need to have a fire lit under them, Lord, to remind themselves that you don't call us to abstain from sin because you're just this cosmic killjoy. You call us to abstain from it because it just mm. wrecks and ravages and destroys, Lord. It's an unquenchable fire that just destroys everything mm-hmm. in its path, and we need to war against it, Lord. We need to take it seriously. Uh, for those that need that message, Lord, I pray that you would be convicting their heart and that they would be... Um, they would be on their face, Lord, repenting for just uh, being apathetic. Yes. God, and we pray that your voice would come and it would lift them up, but at the same time, Lord, that it would be a fire in their bones that they are responsible for what they know. And for those, Lord, who feel like they have just been striving and striving that need to rest, Lord, I pray that anything that was said that would that, that the enemy would like to use to condemn them, Lord, I pray that you would just um, speak against the enemy of condemnation, Lord. Speak mm-hmm. against the words of condemnation, Lord, knowing that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Lord, mm-hmm. um, and that you would speak just peace and gentleness and love in the heart of the Father on those who are tempted to beat themselves up, Lord. I don't pretend that our audience is only one or the other, Lord, so we need you and your words, a living and active word to come and speak um, to each individual person, Lord. Mm-hmm. We thank you for this time. I thank you for Jonathan Edwards, Lord. Uh, for the all the good that he did um, and Lord we we give grace on the areas that we don't agree with knowing Lord that we're probably going to have things that people don't agree with us on Lord and that uh, we are all just marble yes. and mud seeking to follow you Father God uh, we thank you for your grace in your name I pray amen amen this has been a mama bear apologetics recording to learn more about Mama Bear Apologetics, please visit us on the web at www.mamabearapologetics.com. Have you been stumped by your kids already? Or maybe you have a nagging question of your own that you think would make a good podcast. Send us an email to askthemamabears at gmail.com and we will do our best. Rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. We are all in this together.